Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Let's begin this hour Z News. With the annual Singles in America study released by Match.com, this is basically a look at the state of dating in 2024. This is the 13th year they've done it. The stat everyone's talking about this time, however, is 31% of singles have explored what's known as consensual non-monogamy, a.k.a. you get to sleep around. Isn't that the same as having an open relationship? Well, I don't know how much freedom you have in consensual non-monogamy. You know, it may be on an agreed person or persons. Okay. So but there may be limits. Got to get clearance first. So that, okay right? if I sleep with this one? So you're dating someone, but this is a like you're allowed to hook up then essentially? As opposed to a two-person relationship that you're in, you and Scott have agreed to a short list of people that you are okay with him hooking up with, or it could just be one person that he's allowed to have on the side as long as it doesn't interfere with your relationship, and you're allowed to have someone on my side, your side, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a dozen ways you could do this, but... It's but it falls under the umbrella of consensual non monogamy. So there's that. Um, only forty nine percent of the respondents on match said that a traditional two person relationship is their ideal situation right now. Wow. How many? Only forty nine percent. Wow. And is that coming? And that's for single people. They're not asking yeah. married people. Are married people <laughs> included in that poll? <laughs> that could bring the numbers down. Right, yeah. If, if married sorry. people are participating. That's true. Uh-huh. Uh, but that said, 79%, 79% of singles and 83% of Gen Zers think they can still have a lifelong marriage at some point. So the institution is not totally dead. But here are the four most common types of non Monogamous relationships. Okay, here we go. This is what I need. Definition. There's monogamish. Monogamish. Ish, monogamish. Yeah, which is not totally open, but depending on the circumstance, you can sometimes get it on with other people. Okay. Polyamory, where your relationship involves three people or more. Or more, and everybody loves everybody. 
there are open relationships where you have a committed primary relationship that just sort of openly allows romantic and or sexual activity with others. Okay. Very few limits put in place there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's swinging where you both go out and look for other sexual partners together. Get the pineapples out. Yeah. So those those are the four majors okay. uh, that fall under that consensual non-monogamy category. So it's all the stuff we've already known about just under that name umbrella now. What about thruples? I feel like I keep well, that's probably stories about thruples. Is that more polyamory? That's that true. might fall under polyamory. Because if in the thru- in the thruple, is it like one person that has two partners, or is it all three of them together? You know, like if it's a dude and two chicks, are the two chicks also getting it on? Because it implies. I think I, I don't so. know. The three I don't, of them are getting it on together. If that's a I don't ask questions. I just know that they're always together. No, okay. but the guy we had on second date update who was involved in a thruple, it was him and two women. So wait a second. But we're Poly- the women. Oh, that together. I don't know. Yeah, because that's polyamory. Why? I mean, that's what everybody loves everybody. Like, were they together? But they, he was like the only reason he was kind of part of that was because they wanted to have a kid or something, and he wasn't down. Oh well, oh, he yeah, was. Yeah. That's the story he gave. But then came to find out later that he was totally into all of it. Right. I thought polyamory was more than three, though. Didn't it no. have to be? So it can just be three. Yeah, but it's everybody loves it. Like if it were if it were you and me and Jeff in a relationship. Hey, yeah, all three of us would sleep together sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I would just be sleeping with you. Aren't sometimes we lucky. you would just be sleeping with Jeff. Sometimes I would just well, be sleep- the reason everybody's why- sleeping with everybody on the nights that I have everybody off. Everybody loves everybody. The two of us and right. Polly I'm down. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm confused though because when we talk about Nick Cannon, isn't he in the polyamory? But then I have the feeling when I watch Brie on Selling Sunset, she's also hooking up with other people. I don't think he's in. I don't think his is polyamorous. I thought it was. Has he come out and said that it was? I thought so. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And this is not new. I mean, there have been scenarios where, uh, you know, guys, guy goes to visit his girlfriend and she's like, hey, I'm not going to be able to see her for a couple of weeks. My husband's coming home. (laughs) Oh, Okay. (laughs) Sounds he, good. He knows about us, right? Yeah, he knows. He doesn't care, but you got to disappear for a couple of weeks and until he goes back out on the road on business or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've seen situations like that. I'll check you into the Marriott. <laughs> Here are a few more quick stats on what dating is like in 2024. According to the latest survey, not everyone wants sex, uh, despite what this conversation may sound like. of singles out there say they don't even want a sexual relationship right now. They're open to connection, but it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. Uh, One out of seven online daters are using AI. 43% of them have used AI to write their dating profile. 37% have used AI to craft that first text to someone or help come up with conversation topics on dates. That's another area that AI has been useful. And for a second year in a row now, money was voted the top obstacle for dating. Uh, The majority of single, overwhelming majority of singles, 73% say that being financially stable is the top quality they look for. It's so funny. I mean, that, that this comes up on second date update all the time. Mm-hmm. What did you find attractive about him? Well, he had a job and a car. 
<laughs> For some people, man, that is, if you date a bunch of people that don't have those things, those yeah. become top on your list and notable. Oh, yeah. We've had women say, yeah. well, he's living with his mom still, but he does have a job and a car. So yeah. two out of three ain't That's bad. something <laughs> that gives you a good idea about what the pickings are like out there. Yeah. You know, uh, 64% of the singles out there are looking for someone who wants to get married. You know, if we're going to do this, if we're going to work towards something, let it be that. Only 57%, however, want a partner who wants kids. Yeah. We're seeing a dramatic decline. We've seen this decline over the past few years. The top cornerstones of a good relationship, according to the singles on Match, they say are trust, good communication. I want to make sure I know what the rules are, yeah. what the limits are. Communication is so key. God. And uh, no matter how you set up that relationship, that mutual respect is always at the forefront. The top mm -hmm. red flags are, again, poor communication. Mm -hmm. What? I never agree to that. Yeah. That makes me wonder about keeping the relationship, like all of those open things, like how much communication is, have, is being had when you decide that you're going to do some of those outside of the relationship things. Mm -hmm. like, right. is, it, is it really hardcore defined? I knew of a guy who was in a relationship and uh, they both had an agreed upon side action. And he thought he was being a good communicator by being open about the side action situation. And she was like, I really don't want to hear it. Like, don't tell me anything. I, yeah, like I'm, I'm good with us having this arrangement, but I don't want, like, let's keep them separate. Yeah, I yeah. don't need to know. Right. Yeah. All the uh, I just need to know who you're with and, you know, basically like when you're with them, but beyond that, I'd rather. We... Oh, but they wanted to know who it was? Yeah, like they, they first had to agree upon who the other person was. Oh, okay. But no details after that. Right. Yeah, like really? I'm going to Tina's tonight. That's interesting. See ya, yeah. have fun. Exactly. You don't just not come home. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't want any details. Mm. Uh, what else? What else? What else? There's a lot of stuff in here. This is a big annual survey Match does every year. Uh, and again, if you're just joining us, this is the state of dating in 2024. So we're talking to single people. Um. The top people we turn to for dating advice in 2024 okay. are friends first, followed by family, then therapists, and influencers. You know, <laughs> depending on who your friends and family are, you may want to bump what the therapist crazy? up higher on the list. Yeah, I might bump <laughs> therapist up a little higher, too. Yeah, influencers. Wow. Mm. Did you see that um, Chipotle is having a hard time getting employees, uh, especially younger employees? So they're offering uh, like eight free mental health therapy sessions as an incentive to come work for them. Oh, that's I, great. I think that's Spe a great incentive. Speaking of therapy, I like that. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, all companies should do that. Totally. Really? Sure. What an incentive. <laughs> I just read it this morning. Huh. Or do you do you think that's maybe like a trick? Do you think like maybe if they when they're 
you're going through the interview and the employer says, hey, one of the perks of uh, of working here is you're going to get eight free mental health sessions on us. And then they wait for the reaction. Because if the person gets too excited about it, maybe they're going to take that and use it as some kind of red flag. Oh, really? Do you think, do you think so? Do you think they could be that twisted and rude and I think they have a hard, hard time getting people to work there. So that seems like a lot of extra weeding out. That they're, it's actually, they are actually just offering up that to yeah. help. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. As opposed to screen. Well, and the hope is, you know, you've got employees who are working on themselves and benefiting from that in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therapy is expensive. Let's be honest. It is. It is very expensive. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I'm going to walk in there and say, hey, I heard you guys are giving away free therapy <laughs> for someone who can, I mean, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Where do you want me? Uh, what else? What else? 23% of Gen Zers and 19% of millennials say they get their dating advice from folks on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, God. So do around 10% of Gen, Gen Xers and boomers do too, so. Yeah. One out of 10 singles have also asked an ex for dating advice. Mm. I imagine that's a situation where you and your ex are still really good friends, but you know, you you come to that comfortable place where you know you're not good for each other, but maybe you have kids, so you've got this great co-parenting relationship and you can tolerate each other. Maybe you even, you know, blend the families for the holidays. Yeah, are you thinking like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner kind of relationship. Right. You think that maybe the two of them would have had that conversation. Do you think he asked her about getting back together with J-Lo? No, but maybe Jennifer kind of weighed in and said, you know, don't screw this up again. (laughs) (laughs) The kids and I are really rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I like her. I like her for the kids. Don't mess this up. Maybe. Yeah. I know when I got into it. So after at when after my first marriage ended, uh, there was a period of time there where, you know, after my first wife and I had pretty much, you know, de- detangled ourselves from each other financially with, you know, the taxes and property and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she took a job in Los Angeles and moved away and I bought her condo. And, uh, so shortly after she had moved, you know, a couple of months after you know, the closing and everything was settled in, I started dating. And it was kind of one of the last phone calls I had with her. And she said, well, she can thank me for everything she loves about you. <laughs> That's right. There's this, what is the saying? <laughs> There's something about the second wife. Yeah. She's going to enjoy all the things that. I didn't or something like that. Or that I taught him. Yeah. She's going to reap the benefits of everything I taught him. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. She's like, isn't that ironic? Thank you, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess the main thing is the, the, the recurring theme I see here is respect. Like, however you decide to structure this relationship and conduct business within your relationship, you know, being upfront, being honest, 
uh, not duping the other person or yeah. leading them to believe that you're this versus yeah. that is key. Because yeah, it sucks being humiliated. Yeah. And exactly how are we going to operate this? If we're yeah. not going to, you know, if we're not going to follow that traditional path. Yeah. So that's the state of dating in America in 2024, according to Match. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, if you went with... You know, if plenty of fish or um, oh, what, or yeah, a different right hands or something were to come out with a similar survey, what the results would show. Yeah. Um, speaking of dating, swipe rights can hit major deal breakers like finding out someone wants an open relationship because there's still plenty of people who are not into that, or it could be something silly like they like anchovies. <laughs> But sometimes things don't click for the smallest possible reasons. People online are talking about their pettiest dating red flags. Yeah. And here are some of those highlights. Their ideal home temperature is lower than 70 degrees. <laughs> that seems pretty. I don't know Happy if I would call Kristen. that petty. I don't think that's petty at all. No way. When we turned our thermostat down to 67 because it was like all those cold days in a row, I'm like, I can't live here forever. I just need it to come back Side up. Side note, anyone get their Duke bill this week and go, holy bleep, we got to no. crank that puppy down. I'm happy that one, Scott. Like we split our bills, and that's the one that I don't ever really Mine get is to normally see. Normally, about one hundred and twenty bucks. It was three hundred. Oh. Like, how did it go up one hundred and eighty dollars in fifteen days? Cold. Oh my god! In fifteen yeah. days, though. Yeah, but that's I asked lot. Scott too. I said, "Do you think it'll make a difference that we went down to sixty-seven? And he's like, "Probably not that much." I'm like, "Ah." Oh. Hmm. So that can be a deal breaker for some people. Luckily, not us. Because we definitely run on different temperatures. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, here's another deal breaker. Anyone with just a plain mustache or without any other facial hair. About that. So one way or the other. Yeah. I know uh, it does get itchy sometimes. Someone said, I got the ick from a man I was dating because I watched him run to catch a coin that had fallen and started rolling away. <laughs> that was an immediate turn off to her. <laughs> he runs after money. I'm out. Yeah. You, know, you know what's crazy is we're going on this trip in a couple of weeks and I always, for all inclusives, I bring singles and fives for yeah. like tipping everybody, right? Well, every year I roll all the coins like mm -hmm. in the dashboard, in the junk drawer, in, From the, the laundry. in the laundry. And there were $47. That's great. But I had three dimes short of a roll. So I literally, every parking lot I've been in for the last You've week, been looking I have for been looking for three GD dimes. So I you probably still have need some three in my dimes. Purse. I bet yeah. we have dimes. You know, that's something Scott does too. I guess his dad growing up was always telling him and his brothers like, Look in the parking lots for money. Look for money. Look for money. Because when the wind blows, it'll collect in that corner or get coins. And now they all do it. And he has taught that to Penelope. So she's wow. like, Dad, a penny. That's or Dad, funny. a quarter. Always. Yeah. It's funny. Always looking for that money. What other red flags we got? Uh, someone said, honestly, and and they weren't trying to be funny. They said, I, I, I wouldn't be able to date anyone with a peanut allergy because I love peanut butter. See, again, I'm not so sure that that is, uh, that's so petty. Yeah. Same. Chris is allergic to all nuts, but he's not uh, in the spot where. Anaphylactic shock. Well, yeah, for some of them. But, really? But he can, they can be in the room. 
You know, okay. like some people can't even be in the room. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you remember Christy, who we, you and I used to work with. She couldn't even be in the same room with a nut. Yeah, Peanuts, really? Any, any kind of nut. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and she carried around one of those. Wow. It depends. Uh, here's someone else. I don't date anyone who's new to my city. I'm not interested in becoming someone's personal tour guide. Oh, wow. see, I'm just the opposite. Yeah, same. I love showing people my city. Let me tell mm-hmm. you all of the great things we have here. Oh, my God. Yes. Jen put this up. We put this up on the Facebook page. And Nancy said if they have never traveled outside their state. So that kind of goes along with this, Jeff. <laughs> That's kind of her petty red flag. Yeah, but see, on the other hand, if you're open and you're willing, then let's let's, let's take let's you to some places. Get adventurous. I know. So a buddy of mine is married to a woman. Well, she's friends of ours, but she hates traveling far away like she doesn't like flying she doesn't yeah. like going far away i know people like that yep <laughs> um jen jordan <laughs> he did convince her to go to ireland once oh, wow. and she okay. actually had a good time yeah but, but she was like anxious. the whole travel experience and all of that was really stressful for her and and he's got kind of a wandering spirit yet i mean they raised two kids together they've been Married for decades, they're perfect together, but that's just the one thing, yeah, man. Yeah, That'd be tough, I mean, right? I know people, well, yeah, because I, I mean, I know people, the, it is the the planning, the getting to the, the packing, the getting to the airport, the dealing with everything at the airport, then when you arrive where you're going, everything that happens between the departing the plane to getting to the hotel, it's just all of that is, can be very exhausting and taxing on the nerves and Especially if you've never done it before and it just all feels very new or you've done it not very much. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's old hat for you guys. You know, it's like no big deal. Trust me, we feel it when we travel with people that are like you, like you are saying. Yeah. Like we took a group of people to Mexico one time and a couple of people had never been out of the country. And we're just like, look alive. Come on. Keep walking. Let's go. You got to, where's your paperwork? Get your da 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 da. And it was a little bit stressful because they, were like you were saying they were a little antsy they were a little hesitant well i said to him i'm like that doesn't mean you can't do solo trips i mean i've done solo trips before Uh you could you can get out there he's like yeah Yeah. i know but i don't want i mean i kind of want to share it with her see and that's how i would feel too like i'm like just let's go together Mm -hmm. uh let's see someone said i seriously dated three guys named dave (laughs) <laughs> a man named Dave would have to be an 11 out of 10 for me to go that route again. That's funny. Uh, I could never date someone with bad music taste because when they give me compliments, I'd think, yeah, but your taste is terrible. <laughs> no, I don't know that I can. I don't know. Do that. That. Yeah. You don't listen to Q102? You are out. Uh, socks with sandals are my pettiest, but also most strictly enforced deal breaker. Uh, number 10, I won't date someone who likes reality TV. Watching it on occasion because your multitasking is fine. But if you if you know everyone's backstories and timelines, that's a big fat N.O. for me. Uh, number 11, being the youngest sibling. And number 12, if they have a... Oh, the number 12 is interesting. If they have a best friend of the opposite sex. Oh, yeah, red flag. Oh, man. That's funny. I don't know. I kind of like that one. I like when you have the female insight. Like if they like you and they give you all the goods on him, top notch. 
think it's different for everybody, but there there is a big chunk of the population that can't deal with that. Yeah. yeah. Like how many how many diehard Bengals fans do you think are out there that could never be with a Steelers fan? Right, quite a few. A or a Chiefs fan now. It's kind of like evolving into more and more teams that we hate. Like yeah, 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 right. No kidding. Like you two could be the most compatible people. Like you could yeah. be meant for each other in every other way except for the fact. You just don't talk on game day. That's what I would do. Right. Just, you know, divide and conquer. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Why are you getting emotional for you? I don't know why. I love it. <laughs> Latest stuff from Justin Timberlake right there. It's called Selfish. I mean, Probably wow. Because that man has had my heart since I was like 10 years old. <laughs> and you- I just was watching the video. I just shared the video on the Q102 Facebook page. And he's just dancing. And it's so nice to have him back. Was it the visual that got you emotional or was it the, have you been listening to lyrics again of songs? <laughs> yeah, finally I'm tuning back into what people are actually saying. <laughs> I don't know why I got emotional. I just love it. I think it's great. So that's a thumbs up on the new Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Every hour coming up on the queue. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. I do. Do you guys like it? I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm it's like a good. mega fan. Though. I, like I, don't know yet. I don't know yet. I do this with Kenny Chesney sometimes too when he has their music out <laughs> and he sings about like having a daughter one day and I have a daughter now. So of course I'm like, he's singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> So is that what you feel like on Selfish by Justin? Do you feel like he's singing to you? Maybe. I just feel like for me when people, you know how A, I love love, but when people put out really nice love songs and I can really feel that, I really like the feeling of that. You you related to that. It just makes me feel emotional. Yeah. But I put the video up too. He's dancing by himself. He looks so cute. How old is he now? I don't even know. 40? Didn't he just 45? turn 40? He's got to be a little older than that. I don't know. I don't know. He's got two kids with Jessica. How long have they been married? A while. <laughs> They've been married for a while. But uh, Tim, what's funny is last year, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tim predicted, we did like predictions in our New Year's uh, hot list, kind of mm-hmm. end of the year hot list. And we talked about what were our pop culture predictions for this year. 
Yeah, I think JT and uh, his wife are probably going to be heading towards a split. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that is the reason why he released this love song to her for her was to kind of put a kibosh mm. on those rumors. Oh. Mm. Or yeah. a last attempt to save the relationship. Yes. To publicly, you know, announce. Some people have a kid to save the relationship. Not a good idea. Justin yeah. Timberlake. Dances around in a room by does himself. Does a love song. <laughs> there you go. I really liked it, though. So If they saw what I saw, they would fall the way I fell. Yeah. They don't know what you want. And baby, I would never tell. If they know what I know, they would never let you go. So guess what? I ain't ever letting you go. Because your lips were made for mine and my heart would go flatline. Oh. If it wasn't beaten for you all the time. Yeah, I also had similar. Do you remember that song Mirror that he put out? Oh, yeah. Oh, that one also wrecked me the first time I heard it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like that one so much. All right. Well, there it is. There it is. We'll play it again. I will be listening to it on repeat throughout the afternoon. You got it. <laughs> All right. 11 after 8. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. We got that dense fog advisory in effect till 1 o'clock. I'm looking out the window now. And yeah, it's uh, it's still really heavy out there. And it's really not expected to clear up until, again, lunchtime. That's why the advisory goes till 1. So a foggy and wet start to the day. And then scattered showers and downpours later this evening. We'll see a high around 57. Uh, let's see, right now we're at 55, Q102. Uh, so Costco is apparently selling a giant chocolate Easter bunny that's two feet tall. I know we haven't even that's hit Valentine's bunny. Day yet. We're already talking about Easter. We well, are. you got to buy it now because you need to start eating it. <laughs> because if you start eating it now by Easter, that's it'll right. be, you know, halfway gone. Yes. You don't want it to get. Old. All of the Easter candies coming out, though. I was at it's Kroger, yeah. and they already have the Reese peanut butter cup eggs, you guys. Awesome. For Easter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's Where's all-, all the Valentine's Day stuff? It's on the oh, other side. Too. Oh, Yeah. Gotcha. When you go to the seasonal aisle, the front part of it's kind of the Valentine's, and then the Easter stuff is sprinkling Well, in. it's a big seasonal aisle. Oh, yeah. True. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this giant chocolate Easter bunny is two feet tall and almost four and a half pounds. A mom bought one and posted the footage on TikTok. <laughs> I, I don't I don't shop at Costco, so I can't tell you if all of them have them or just this one that she happened to be at, but she claims it's some of the best chocolate she's ever had. Some people online have issues with it, though, and not just because Costco's selling it two-plus months before Easter. Uh, Easter is March 31st this year, by the way. No, their biggest problem is that this thing costs $64, and it's hollow. See, now that always pissed me off. The hot, because it was when I was a kid and I'd get the big bunny and I'd be like so excited, only to discover it's hollow. Right. There's nothing in it. I mean, you can eat a hollow two foot Easter bunny in one sitting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) now if it was solid chocolate, well, in a day, I could do it in a day. Uh huh. Because every time you walk by, if you break off a, you know, a three inch by three inch. Square, that'll go pretty quick. Well, their biggest problem online is that it costs $64 and it's hollow. In fact, yeah, the, top hollow com- well, the top comment on TikTok is that that price, I need it solid chocolate. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. $64 but is a lot. 
$64 for a two-foot solid. That would be way cheap. A two-foot tall. I'm the chocolate expert in the room. If the two-foot tall chocolate bunny was solid, that's at least $200. Oh, wow. It's got to be. Think about how many pounds that would be. How would you break it off, though? With it it being hollow, it's probably easier to break off a piece like you're saying. If it was solid, you would probably need some sort of... A chisel and a hammer. Utensil, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking right now at a bag of uh, a 42 ounce bag of Cadbury mini eggs. I'm a sucker for those things. Oh my God, those are so good. That is two and a half pounds. More than two and a half pounds and it's $32. Dang. Mm. Mm. Those are solid. Yeah. Wow. Uh, This is kind of wild. A lot of people in their 40s are Googling how to retire. I'm sorry. A lot of people in their 30s, I'm sorry, I misspoke. A lot of people in their 30s are Googling how to retire at 40. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. Unless you've already been working at this for a good long time. I mean, you know, we talk about the labor shortage and how difficult it is to hire people and all the incentives these companies are putting out there to get people to come work for them. They don't want to work at all. Well, I mean, yeah. They want to retire. Yeah. At 40. And at the, well, at the rate I'm going, I mean, the earliest I'm going to be able to retire is like 84. <laughs> oh, man. It's like how to retire by the time you're 84. <laughs> yeah. We really got to work what, on that shit. If, yeah, if I want to retire, yeah, what do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, Google Trends recently looked at searches for the phrase how to retire at, and then they put out the data on how people across the country would finish that thought. And, you know, most like most of America would ask Google, how can I retire at 50? That's not that uncommon or how to retire at 55, depending on your financial situation. But in Colorado, South Dakota, Vermont and Delaware, a lot of people Googling how to retire at 40. On the flip side, people in Indiana and Tennessee are the realists because they were most likely to Google how to retire at 62 Mm because i think that's the earliest you can take your social security benefits maybe yeah unless that's changed does that change no i I think it's 62 but 62 but you don't get as much until what is the max i mean what is the max you can collect from social security they put a cap on that don't they they do and i've looked into it seriously because i've also been googling these things yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) and i now have an account at the social security website uh if i retire or start Pulling my social security at 62, that's the earliest. If I wait till 70, it almost triples. Oh, wow. Like somewhere wow. between two and three. But is times. it a livable? I mean, it's it's just going to be a little it's extra a money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to no way. live, live off well. Of it. Oh, totally good. Really? Really? Yeah, because he's moving to Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the insurance, though, that gets a lot of people. It's yep. the health insurance part of it. Because I don't think you can get the Medicare. You can retire at 62, but you can't get Medicare till you're 65. Right. Right? And so that's usually what deters people is how expensive it is for health care. Yeah. Because my mother retired early to help us take care of our daughter and she shopped and shopped insurances and it was so expensive I'll and bet. yeah like that was the biggest hang up about her leaving the job yeah yeah so there you have it a lot of people in their 30s <laughs> thinking about retiring at 40 <laughs> good luck uh what else Yeah, I saw a figure that I, I 
correct me if I'm wrong, I may have the number wrong, but like 30-something million people receive Social Security outside of the U.S. 36 million? Yeah, there's, an, there's probably a more recent exact number, but yeah, the Social Security Administration reports that, uh, you know, they send money to or deposit mm-hmm. uh, Social Security benefits to like tens of millions of people who live outside the U.S. very possibly because that's all they're living on. And that's, right. And so they move to... Move very cheaply somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, winters in the Midwest have seemed milder in recent years, but they're still terrible. A new poll asked people for their favorite season where they live. And the most popular answer in the Northeast, Midwest, and West was summer. In the South, spring was number one, and it was a close second to summer out West. But uh, not surprisingly, winter was the least favorite season for everyone, everywhere, especially in the Midwest. Only 8% of Midwesterners said that Midwestern winters are their favorites, Mm -hmm. even with the possibility of a white Christmas. Yeah. I'll take snow any day. I hate it when it's just like wet this. and dirty like this. Yeah. Spring is my Me least too. favorite because everything is muddy. And <laughs> yeah. blooming. It's usually when people have all of the oh, sinus, yeah. runny nose, coughing, hacking, sneezing, eye problems. Yeah, we got one of those motion sensor lights over our garage door, and it doesn't even work now because it's solar powered. It's been cloudy for so many days. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's out of- Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.